some of the stuff that got a lot of guys into trouble also got a lot of guys really big. <laughs> it's like you can't just, even argue that fact. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 121 of It's Just Bodybuilding. Scott McNally, our producer, and of course Dusty Hanshaw. Like, share, subscribe, comment, ring the bell. There we go. Um, so, gentlemen, good to have you. It's uh, a rainy Monday morning here in the Vancouver area. It kind of just always looks like an apocalyptic movie from December to like April. So, yes. Gray, no sun, constant rain, some snow. Yeah. You gotta try to stay happy other ways. So Moody. big, big Boba Fett mug full of coffee for me. <laughs> are, are you uh, are you doing plenty of garage riding now? Then, yeah. So I found a, a urine stenched beauty <laughs> of an underground spot. Beauty, he says. Wow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I actually scoped it out last year, but last year I was like a desperate newbie back on my bike really wanted to ride and it was too dirty for me but now my standards have come (laughs) so much lower that the superstore parking lot is like awesome i feel like it's a blessing so last year was like 10 30 in the nightclub and this year's like 2 a.m yeah yeah with beer goggles on with beer goggles on you know look look, it's pretty it's pretty flat it's pretty flat (laughs) It's, it's not that bad. It'll do. Hey, we used to say, Scott, that a uh, 10 o'clock 2 is a 2 o'clock 10. Yes. So you got to yes. do what you got to do. <laughs> and, and, and just like any spot, it takes a few rides to really get used to it. Uh, yeah. You know? I mean, just don't tell your friends. Um, <laughs> really find, you, really find, you really find the best areas, you know, and you find where to avoid. Where to and, avoid is the big one, right? Right, yeah. Same, same as any ride, Dusty, at two o'clock in the morning. There's a metaphor in there if you missed it. <laughs> if you missed it, you guys haven't been watching the show for 120 episodes. So I don't want to bore people. I won't go on, but I just have to brag a little bit and segue into something maybe someone can find some motivation from. But it's been a hard few months on the bike because of all the rain and I couldn't find a spot. And this spot's not always usable. Sometimes there's too many cars. So it's been tough and super crazy. So every time I went out on my bike, I felt like I was just kind of like like fighting to stay where I was. Right. You know what I mean? Like kind of if you can only train twice a week, you're just like, God, I got to get like a little bit of everything in and try to like, you know. And so I didn't really feel like I made progress, like very slight, like certain things maybe got more natural, like subtle stuff that is progress, but it, you don't really notice it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but the other day I had a session where I just like it was the best I'd been the whole time, like the very best I've been since I got back on the bike, like most consistent, pulled everything off, you know, new stuff was like come in, like made progress on all the new stuff, like all five things I'm working on. I made like obvious, like step, step up progress. So it was one of those things. And I just thought, you know, like 
that's just slugging it out. Like, like, like I, I, I know things weren't optimal. I know I wasn't, you know, everyone's like all these people that don't train because things aren't optimal. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, oh, well, I'm not really on anything and I've kind of been missing meals. So I just haven't been training. No, man, you got to fight. You got to stay in there. Even if it's only once a week, fucking get in the gym like that type of attitude. And that's that's what I was. And all through this past few months here. And it was like, oh, fuck it. There still is. You can still chip away. You know what I mean? That's the lesson. It's a good lesson for sure. You know, just good to remind yourself. You can still chip away. There's progress happening, even if you don't really notice it. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you may be like, just I don't know. It's good. It's a good reminder. Don't stop working on your shit. You know, I remember when I was really good at guitar, even if I could just play 10 minutes a day or even five minutes a day, like even if I just picked it up every day, I got better over time. Reps. Yeah, reps. Back to reps. There's my little thing. I hope that wasn't too off topic. I like that. It all relates. It does actually. It's it's funny how you did that when we first started this, and now I've stolen. I steal so much, Ron Scott, but I've stolen that in general when talking to people about any form of excellence. Yeah, so rep supplies, and I had never used that before, Ron. But I don't give him any credit. I just say it as if it was yeah. mine. Yeah, it's like well, a fact. It's actually, it's actually, yeah, it's actually, you know. It's 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 actually also an Arnold thing, you know. If you read his book, he talks about reps. It's like one of the main lessons at the end of the book. I would read his book when he was a bodybuilder, but now that he's a demicunt, I don't want to. Um, <clears throat> moving forward, <laughs> it's still my favorite book ever. It's still oh, my favorite book shit. ever. Yes. Okay. What's next, Dusty? You you have something you're looking at? I'm just getting my I'm getting ready because last time I got blindsided, I had no questions. And then you were like, do you have a question? I was like, shit, I haven't even opened my Instagram. So I was opening my Instagram. I got something I got to tell you guys about. This is something that's happening right now. Uh, You know that things are coming back together when you eat your post-workout, which that's while we were doing like our little pre-show, I was eating my my post-workout. And man, I've just been like sweating, just like eating that food and freaking sweating. So that tells me like. Something's hey, something's I, working right, you know what I mean? Another thing, I got to say, I saw your post, Scott, when you said you had the best leg workout since you got COVID. Yeah, yeah. You know what that was? Yeah. So what what happened? Like, how much better was it? Like, what was the big thing that made it the best workout? I think your you oxygen? know, uh, my my oxygen still sucks, and that's my biggest constraint. And you know, like if you hurt your if you hurt your back or you hurt like your leg or something, you hurt your knee, you can, you can kind of work around it. You can be like, Hey, you know, like I, I, we all know how to work around that stuff, but if you can't breathe, then it's kind of screwed me. And I feel like the last year I've kind of been like just stuck, you know, feeling like, well, what do I do? Cause everything I've done hasn't worked. So I'm just looking at it now differently. I'm looking at it like the same way. If you hurt your back, you can still train legs, but maybe you can't squat. You know what I mean? But you can still right. get a good workout in. So now I'm trying to figure out, okay, my lungs might not be 100%, but that doesn't mean that I can't still do something. So how can I work around that? So that's really what the difference was, was an attitude change, I think. Right. 
Yeah, and trend, a little bit, a little bit trend. 50, <laughs> 50 milligrams twice a week, just a little bit of trend, trend not much. Trend hard, my friend. Not much, but it's making and a I difference. Think, that and and clen, honestly, I'm you're running the little clen, little trend. It's good. Little bronchial dilator. <laughs> in yeah, there. exactly. Right. Not for fat loss, just, just get the just, lungs going. You know, just to open things up a little bit. I also heard that, that that there is a link to a little bit of THC dilating the bronchial tubes as well. Oh, no kidding. So yeah, yeah, you know. Look supposedly helping out you know, but actually you know what i can't remember if it was the if it was thc or if it, or if it was like pot smoke itself maybe it was something else in the pot smoke okay you might yeah, like yeah. you're saying you should if, do edibles and smoke just to make sure you cover your base just to make sure <laughs> just to make sure <laughs> yes. yeah you i just want to make sure i got the point of the story i want yeah. to know yeah 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 of course, you know, it's just like you're short acting and long acting testosterone. So you want to yeah. blend them. You got to stack them. You know, you got to stack them. You got it. Testosterone was born. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, I call it the five and five, you know, <laughs> that's okay. freaking fantastic. Okay, wow, just kidding, awesome. Scott. I didn't mean to hijack your. Uh, Sorry. Right. Right. I appreciate the, yeah, appreciate the, the, the ideas. Maybe we'll, uh, that'll be the next step. So do you do like? Uh, step, but I know. <laughs> do you do like? Uh, you do like a hypertrophy set, and then you take like four minutes rest, and then you do like a one rep powerlifting single, and then you take another four minutes rest, and you're recovered enough to do another hypertrophy set. Yes, yes, yeah. I used to love the like super high reps on legs, and that's what I can't do anymore. So now I'm like, okay, maybe I go heavier in that six to eight rep range and what can I handle? You know, it's here's, it, here's it, where Scott, here's where Scott begins his, uh, um, you know, that, this story, um, you know, guy in his forties takes up powerlifting. Yeah. <laughs> and then wonders why he's got five new injuries within a year. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? It's a, it's a freaking mystery for sure. Right. That's funny. Right. You brought that up, Scott. I did the, uh, I've been doing twenties, on legs for everything jealous it's an amazing up, form Destiny. of hell yeah it's, it is I, isn't I it i love it but yeah. but and this is this goes man i'm just really kissing ron's ass today uh this goes back to ron protecting me a couple of years ago i'm doing it with the warm-ups too so i can try to force the weight down by the time i get to the working sets too Ah, okay yeah so like the other day i mean i did a set with with 20 plates and a leg press which this particular leg press that's not even close to full Okay. And I mean, I was smoked. Huh. <laughs> but it was my sixth set of 20 and the third movement of the day. Dusty goes I mean, to volume. Dusty goes to volume training. It's a weird I actually thought world. I was going to die during the set. <laughs> yeah. And somebody actually commented on the picture. They're like, oh, you look like mm. you uh, found a new place to uh, rest again. I took another nap. So, <laughs> so I, I have an opinion on this after all of what my body went through. Of course, some guys are just way more durable. I was pretty durable. I, I fucking trained heavy for me. Like I did a lot of six to eight rep stuff for years and years and years and years and years. So I trained hard. Some guys are far more durable and they may laugh at what I'm saying and I don't want to come off as a pussy, but I, there's a point when some guys get so strong on legs that they're just a huge danger to themselves. Yeah. yeah. And, and 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 I saw I've seen Dusty do like ten plate hack squats for like fifteen reps, twelve reps or something. What was it, Dusty? How many you get with ten plates, nine plates? Probably done both. Yeah. Jesus fuck. Yeah. And like and and like it's not like he's doing them to take tension off his knees. He's doing them. 
to like maximize quad load. So yeah. the knee is like fully fucking loaded. And I just think Jesus, like, like there's a lot going on there. And, and, and I do think it's highly effective, obviously. Right. But how many times do you keep doing it for like the minimal return that you start to get on it? Hmm. That's you know true. what I mean? Because the return on you know when you first yeah. start training like that, there's like a level up that happens. We see it in everybody. Everyone mm -hmm. that that gets their strength to take that jump, yeah. um, you know, and you know, every time you see a guy who's like, if anyone's like doing strict shoulder presses with one fifties, they're big. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. So like, there's things that we obviously know make you bigger, but I'm just saying like over time, you know. Stuff, I mean, stuff eventually wears out. So we just got to be, we got to find other ways to do things. I don't know. I think that the leg press is a great exercise for volume like that. Yeah, I agree. I, you know what the other thing is, and I redid this, I've become obsessive with stretching a muscle. Hmm. I don't, when, when I think of like <clears throat> range of motion, I don't mind that I cut short, like say on a, on a uh, incline or something from lockout because I actually want to keep my tries out of the game. Hmm. Um, but on things you can safely, I love the stretch. Like, so the depth of my leg press now versus what it was two years ago is night and day. Obviously, the weight is also night and day. It's way down. So it's like safety's there, but the pain is there, and the and the uh, and the growth is better now. There's quite a bit of stuff I wish I could rewind the time on and go heavy for the range of motion. Hmm. You know, so yeah. like, yeah, the number of plates that goes on the machine is less, but it's way more brutal to, you know, to really sink in, especially a leg press. Um, I didn't used to, I used to think leg presses were kind of useless. And I was like, oh, it's just because you're doing it wrong, moron. <clears throat> so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved the leg press because I, uh, I always had a few different ways to do it. You know what I mean? So it just depend mm -hmm. on where it was. In the in the workout, I'd move my feet around a lot and stuff. It was like always a big movement for me. Yeah, yeah. But you gotta have a good one. You gotta have one that you really, really have a relationship with. You know. What's your favorite I, I mean, leg press? That's it. There you go. I already know the answer. But go ahead. <clears throat> well, there's there's favorite leg press generally, and then there's favorite actual leg press. So my favorite <laughs> leg press generally is like the classic Nebula. <sighs> that they have at Bev's and it's the one with the three different, I like the one with the three different platforms. There yeah. most, most nebulas have two, okay. right? There's a split across the middle of the platform where there's a bit of an angle change and that yeah. one's great. But the one at Bev's has three huh. and I always liked that one the very best because my foot fit right in this one spot and it was just fucking perfect. So that's my favorite leg press, but my favorite leg press ever is the white apex leg press at <laughs> hardcore gym in Edmonton, which is now called the bar. So good luck to those guys running the gym there. But I used that leg press for 14 years and we used to fucking, oh man, I just so many memories. I got my blood all over it many times, <laughs> you know? So it's just, it's just, you know, one of those, one of those pieces. Just good times. Have you used the hammer strength leg press? Cause that's what this new gym I'm at has. And it is the smoothest thing I've ever gotten on. I'm like, what the hell? Like, like the new mm -hmm. hammer that's on the linear bearings. Yes, the rails. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great press too. The the, the seat only has two adjustments, right? Yeah, and I yeah. do the way leaned back one because the other ones, it's. I think 
based on thickness front to back that you have naturally there's no range for me if i do forward mm, yeah um, yeah i so i remember using the the forward seat position <clears throat> for a while <throat> and just to see like and my hips started really fucking bothering me right it was like too forward you know so yeah, yeah i know what you mean yeah. that's the only downside of that leg press is there's not a lot of choice on the seat back yeah but it's a two, great two it's options. a great piece yeah, I was surprised though because I, I looked at. I don't typically like when I look at a leg press that looks like that. Usually, the ones that look just like that, I'm like, ah, it'll be fine. I got on. I was like, fuck, this thing is smooth as hell. Like, yeah. like definitely yeah. different uh, a piece. And you know, I'm collecting equipment, so you never know. I might need I one put of those my too. heels. I put my heels <laughs> right at the bottom of that one. Yeah, you know, you can like bury. Yeah, and there's that For little sure. V notch in the middle, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a platform. Yeah, that's a good press. Okay. For look sure. at it. Does see? See? Look how excited we get. I'm getting. Well, <laughs> you know, Scott, you can ask Ron. Anytime I'm looking at equipment, I call him. Do you? Oh, that's I, a good I, call. I, call. I mean, text because I don't actually call anyone. Sure. Sure. No, but, no. Um, <laughs> I know what you meant. <laughs> but yes, I I text him immediately, and I'm like him, Jordan, and a couple other people. I'm like, so if I was getting this piece, which one is your favorite? And what I love is everyone that I text. <laughs> Tells me three when I ask for one, which is yeah. fantastic. <laughs> I actually need to know a couple. And, it always and we give you too much. And do they all do what I do and give you too much extra information that you yeah, didn't ask for? But it's gold because then <coughs> when I'm doing my search, which right now, by the way, there's a lot of equipment out there right now. It's it's a beautiful buyer's market. It is. Moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I literally am like, I need this. It took like three minutes. I'm like, oh, thousand bucks. All right, done. <laughs> I need like 10 yeah. more square feet of space. I'd like to be able to, if I could have that, then I'd buy some more stuff. But right now I'm limited. So two, two things. Dusty's on the East Coast, right? Currently, yes. So um, there's tons of equipment on the East Coast, like copious, ridiculous amount. I, I learned that when I was searching for equipment years ago, started searching years ago, was all the crazy stuff that I would see on Marketplace was all like New York State, yeah, a lot up there. Connecticut, you know, like maybe Michigan. Yeah, we have know, some good stuff. Like, and then I'm seeing some yeah. in Indiana too, like yeah, out in the country. Lots of just out, out, out east, like so far from me that shipping would be like three times what the piece cost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't going to work for the shipping. Yeah. So now, Scott, one piece, if you could add one piece to your gym. I want um, a, a chest supported back machine. If I had the space, I would like a prime machine for that, but that would take up a lot of extra room. So I'd go with a plate loaded, like seated chest uh, supported, like row type deal, something like that. Something, something where you could pull wide or pull close or do a T bar while you're standing type movement, something my, like that. My, my favorite chest supported row is the chest supported t-bar the lying t-bar those are nice i think i think that and they're really light because they're plate loaded so there's no stack or anything like they're you know kind of I mean? like they're just, narrow and long too so you could yeah. squeeze it in that's I'm, that's kind of what you i'm thinking kind of get them in along a wall kind yeah. of you know and um and the, and they're also so light that you can move them around like you could move it yes. out of the way to do legs and then move it out of the way to do like it's one of those pieces you could shuffle around your gym if you're in like a garage gym yeah. or a basement gym because it's, you know, you can slide it because it's narrow. So you could just have it like if you had to move it back and forth to make it usable. So you can really uh, 
fit those in. So chest supported T-bars, I recommend to guys for like home gyms because it's such an awesome piece for back. You can go heavy, you can go light, you can go wide, you can go narrow, you do fucking everything, you know what I mean? And there can, there like can be a good the, price too, you know? Yeah, you can do like, like I do a lot of stuff where I reach for the floor. Like I, mm-hmm. I round my back over the top of the pad and like stretch my inner back and try to t- tap the floor with the plates and then pull them all the way up. Huh. And then you can do like the more like power row, you know, where you kind of stand up more. Yeah, yeah. So great piece. Yeah. What do you have for that, Dusty? For that, well, you know what, what I'm What are you training actually, on right now? Like, like what does your gym have for a line T-bar? Well, this gym, I mean, I just started here a week ago at this other one, um, which, fun story, I don't know if you saw, but I put up a post about how the gym I was at, they, they got mad at me for banging the weights. You're kidding me. Um, yeah, and I, but I've, I, I, I had the video, so it was fantastic because banging the weights was one of the quietest things that's possible. I was literally right. shocked. Uh, so I posted it, and of course, the internet understands why I posted it. But anyway, so I was I, uh, I, I was filming dead stops at the new gym. Yeah. Um and I mean I was going heavy and so it was I had four fifty five on there and I get done with the set and here comes the GM. And he walks over and he goes, that was fucking ridiculous. Glad yes. to have you here. And then nice. walked away. I'm like, nice. this is where I should be. Yeah. This is a good no gym. No way. Because you're yeah, not doing then, stupid stuff. Like you're not, you're not the kind of guy who's going to like bend their bars and break stuff. You know what I mean? No, no. I mean, that's the thing that's funny is that's my obsession is taking care of the gym. Like I'm, I'm also not shy about telling other people to take their weight off if they don't. Things like that just drives me crazy. But also, um, I did watch the GM uh, incline 405 with no spotter the other day for reps. So I was like, <laughs> oh, this is what you do. <laughs> he came over today. I was, I was doing incline. And between A, being a shitty presser my entire life, and B, coming back, I'm still way down. Like, I got 315 for 10 today. And he's like, oh, you got shoulder problems? I'm like, no, I've always been a bitch when it comes to pressing. <laughs> like, I would love to give you that excuse, but no, you're just way stronger than I am. It's fine. <laughs> you know, you know, this shoulder press is overhead shoulder pressing mm-hmm. is something that I don't think like a lot of the Smith machine stuff and play loaded mm-hmm. stuff that I did. I don't think I fucking did it right for the majority of my career. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't learn to like get my elbows underneath uh, and actually yeah. press upward. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. do that for so long. I, I would be on the Smith and I would, my elbows would be back. So I'd be right. driving into the rails a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you get yep. a lot of pec engagement and a lot of po- like you're really powerful in that position and you can like push against the rails and the bar still goes upward. And you have all that, all that fucking torque. Like, imagine the amount of wasted power that's not driving upward because you're just directing it into the rails, Hmm, right? And but it's still stress. So I like grew because I I got up to like I wasn't that strong at those, but I mean I was like you know three and a half plates, three and three quarter plates in that position. But I should have been, you know, tucking the elbows underneath, you know, and pressing upward, and. um which I do now, but I think, fuck, man, I, I don't know how strong I actually was on those. Like probably another plate and a half less than what I was using. 
if oh, I would have yeah. done them right. You know, that's freaking wacky though. Yeah. You, I, yeah. Have you used any of that gym shop kit equipment, Ron? That's over in yeah, the UK. What's it called? Gym shop kit. That's the name of their gym shop is what they are, but um, it's a huge thing. Gym shop kit. Yeah, yeah, I am following them. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Okay. Like, that's some stuff that I, I would love to get. They've got a few back pieces that are just ridiculous. That, uh, oh, so I see I see JP doing some chest presses on one of their pieces. Yeah. And then he has okay. their um he's got their pull down machine, the single that he loves, and he also has their low row um that's that's hinged the same, same handles, all that. Also amazing. Because this uh, press that he's on looks like a Nautilus plate loaded. Yeah, it does. Like that looks exactly like the Nautilus plate loaded. It moves exactly the same. So, mm -hmm. but the thing is, is that's a fantastic piece. So that's good to know. Yeah, they got a okay. lot. I'm just, I, ha I haven't uh, spoken to them yet about uh, what it's going to cost to get it. Because, you know, I can't like something that's five minutes from me. I got to like something that's across the World. Of course, of course. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so so some of it looks a lot like some of the Nautilus plate loaded, but mm -hmm. that stuff's fantastic. So, you know, it's it's I don't blame them for using some of those angles and stuff. So, okay. Yeah. Looking forward we'll to it. Best, I want right? to try it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know I um the the high row one uh or the pull down that's in the top of that or their page right there. Um James used it for the first time when he was at JP's gym and he said the same thing. He was like, I have to have this. Right. I need this piece. So that yeah. one's on the Christmas We're, list. If you want to buy me anything next year, Ron. <clears throat> I'm, I'm looking forward to having you up eventually because yes. I want you to try the Panada back stuff that we have because it's awesome. Yeah. And that stuff wasn't so, expensive, right? <laughs> well, we got a crazy deal. So right. <laughs> it is very expensive. But I need a crazy deal. Mm. All right, we should probably move on because okay. these people don't give a shit about my love for equipment. Sorry. <laughs> they can fast forward that part. We got timestamps. We'll have timestamps. Yeah, you guys can skip through this, but if you like good equipment, stay along. We should color code the we should color code the timestamps to make like have like, you know, a red one for me and a black one for Dusty and a red one for me and a black one for Dusty. So people can really skip this. Yeah, the they can even skip the segments. I could just do like just, two podcasts, like one of just Ron answering stuff and one of Dutch stuff. People can just completely you know? ignore whichever one of us they're actually here to not see or whatever. <laughs> I would be okay with that, except for I'm going to find out that my mom is watching for you and that's going <laughs> to that's gonna really mess up my shit, you know? I know. She's the only real fan I thought I had and then she's gone. It's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. Okay, let's uh, let's do some questions. You got one, Dusty? I have lots, believe it or not. These, I'm just, let me scroll. I'm starting at the bottom. So I got one for you. Shoot. What's the number one thing you miss about Phoenix, Scottsdale? That's a good question. Mm. One like the number on a daily, like the thing that comes up like the most frequently. Oh, that's easy. It's Muscle Factory. Okay. My gym. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's different when you pick every piece. Now, if I'm deleting that, right. you're not going to give me gym. that one. Uh, then my next thing that, that I don't have here is Smashburger. Huh. Oh. I miss Smashburger. It's, they just don't. Is Smash not all the way across the country or they just don't have it? It is, but they don't have it here. We don't have that yeah. here either. 
I've never seen. How that. far do you have to go to get find a smash burger? Hour and a half. That's a drive. And it's not to say that I'm not a soldier and I wouldn't do that, <laughs> especially with gas being so cheap and me driving such a little car. Um, <laughs> it all makes perfect sense because it's already a thirty dollar trip when I drove one mile down the road. So why not make it a $7,000 trip and drive the truck up to get one? Right, right, right. I, guess. I think what I will do is I'll go up there because uh, it's in it's, it's in just outside of Charlotte. There's a lot of eating up there, so maybe I'll do a tour. A couple oh, days. Okay. Just smash some food. Okay. You know? So wh- what city is closest to you that would get like every concert? Like every oh, big Charlotte. concert? Charlotte. Charlotte for, so well, well, Charlotte and Atlanta. I mean, I'm like an hour and a half and two hours. I'm two hours from everything where I am. Right. So it's you're two phenomenal. hours from Atlanta and an hour yeah. and a half from Charlotte. Yeah. Oh, so you can go see whatever the fuck you want. Oh, yeah. No, there's no missing out. Yeah, we're we're solid on those. So, And they're always there, but I would prefer to go to Charlotte. Atlanta, right. there's a little bit of an issue with traffic. I bet. Yeah. It's in, I actually love Atlanta. It's a Amazing city. I pass through at 2 a.m. when I travel, and it's beautiful. That's the only time that there's no traffic is 2 a.m. I don't know if that's right before the clubs get out or what, but, yeah, every time. <laughs> my, my, my main memory of Atlanta was how fucking hot it was when I was there. Oh, and humid as shit. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. It was nice, so, like, the city was cool. But yeah, I was just, I just fucking couldn't believe it. Yeah. It's got to be the rap capital of the world, too. I mean, all the great rappers. Not all, but a large percentage, Atlanta. Yeah. Fun fact. Yep. Fun fact. Okay, okay, sorry. I'm supposed to be focusing. Oh, here we go. I like this one, so I want to get your guys' answers. And, Scott, you're going to lead off. I'm directing this to you. All right, I'm ready. As ready as it'll ever Dave be. Dave Palumbo says, go off gear totally for receptors to be fresh. True or false? Better to cruise and blast? Question mark. He does say that. And I know you guys probably do too. Know people that have worked with him that have had them go off. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Dave's really old school. I know the the way he runs insulin, at least the way I've heard, has been. And this is just another example of being old school. That he'd be like first thing in the morning, and then six hours later. Versus a lot of the guys now are doing it, you know, pre workout and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you what, man. Dave knows how to get people into shape. And Dave was huge, 280. He was over 300 pounds. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people I think today don't even really know who Dave Palumbo was. They just know of this like wacky caricature that's on YouTube. You know what I mean? And he's a, he's a different guy today, but Dave knows his shit. Would I do that personally? Probably not. I think that, I think it's more issue to come off altogether uh, than just to go back to a TRT. But I do think though that, there's a fine line there between going back to TRT and taking some time to recover, letting your hematocrit come down, all that stuff versus like blasting and cruising and cruising on, you know, 500 tests. I think, I don't know. I didn't, I don't know if I really directly answered that, but that's my thoughts on it at least. That That's exactly right. I agree with Scott. It's all relative. Like, oh, you came off for six weeks. Oh, good for you. Right. Like, you want a cookie? Like, mm-hmm. Whereas a guy who maybe runs 150 milligrams a week for like 20 weeks, he's probably going to have way better blood work right. than the guy who comes off for six weeks and then blasts again. 
Well, you know you, and I mean? when you come off, that also means running a post-cycle therapy, taking yeah. women's cancer drugs, you know, all mm-hmm. that shit. So I, I, I wonder what the damage it would be of running a bunch of PCT meds versus just going to TRT. I don't know. Yeah. Right. I always say that, you know, uh, how old are you? Hmm. Is your testosterone going to come back to normal anyways? Do you care? Yeah. Right. Do you have kids? Do you want kids? All that stuff. Like, you know, it all factors in. I think that the elu- there is a bit of an illusion that your receptors are more fresh because your body reacts better. Yeah. But that's not necessarily your receptors being more fresh. It's that you were you were below normal testosterone. Right. Like you were off. You know, because chances are they don't wait long enough for their natural levels to be perfect. So the stark contrast from low to suddenly high is what makes the body go boom. And then they're like, oh, my receptors were so fresh. And it's not necessarily all that. It may be 50-50 or 70-30 or whatever. And I'm not saying Dave's wrong. I, I get it. I get what he means. So I'm just don't know if there's any actual science to prove that the receptor itself is more receptive. Um, you know, I know there's, isn't there some studies about androgen receptors in the brain though, getting desensitized, like guys that go on, guys that go on high tests for the first time, mm-hmm. their sex drives like retarded, right? Because their brains like hypersensitive. I don't know. I think there's something out there, but we can uh, leave it to our amazing viewers to send us the relevant data. Yes. Some of those yeah. guys are really smart. They probably know better than us, right? Well, oh yeah. I'm just fucking babbling. Yeah. Well, it's funny. <laughs> so I spoke to a, a really, a very well-known endo about this hmm. and about me. I was just shooting straight with him and said, I don't care either way because I hate taking shots. Um, and he said, well, are you going to come off for a year? And I was like, no, I'm going to come off for like 12 weeks. And he was like, then don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the, 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 the fall and then trying to get it back to normal and then back to where you're going to take it is too drastic. He compared it to, um, shutting your heat off all the way in the winter and then realizing, fuck, it's cold and then turning it on and thinking you're going to quickly heat your house back up. Huh. He's like, you're, you're better to leave your house at 70 all the time. And if it, it won't let it dip below that. And if you get cold, right. you can bump it up to 74 relatively easily. Or you, know, so, right. you know, or in my house, don't turn that fucker on at all. I don't need that shit. I'm fat. You even have heat um, in your house? Yeah. Jesus. I hate that. Whew. So like how, that how, how cold does it get where you are now, South Carolina? Uh, it hasn't gotten very cold yet. I mean, in that th- and I don't know if this is how it is where you are, Scott. And I know you get freezing. Don't get me wrong. But like, so this yesterday morning, I went outside and I had tank top and shorts on like at seven in the morning to take the dogs out. And I was like, oh, it's, it's pretty nice out. Like, it's not bad, you know. And then I looked and it was 40. And hmm. I was like, so if it's windy here, it's fucking cold. Oh, yeah. And if it's not it's like 30 degrees warmer somehow, but it's only four degrees. No, it's not like understand. that here. It's not <laughs> like, like that here. I was it, contemplating it, putting on snow pants to walk the dog this morning. Yeah, no, I know you get freezing <laughs> cold, but I mean, there's just the fact of like, 
the wind, yeah, How it does make it 40 worse. seem fine? Because in Arizona, if it's 40 degrees, I'm fucking frozen. Yeah. So 40 like, is like four degrees Celsius. It's like almost freezing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's right. Yeah. And it wasn't bad at all. So Tank top yeah, weather for Dusty. I have yeah. I mean, literally. There's a sun out. No, there, I, so I find this fascinating because Dusty was like Mr. Scottsdale for so long that this is like so interesting to see how he's adapting to his new, <laughs> his new climate. It's it's been it's been shocking. I was ready for hell and or just moving back as soon as possible, um, and it hasn't been so bad, you know. Okay. And nice, you know, who knows? We're getting we're getting wild okay. here. All right. Well, I okay, appreciate okay. answering that one for me. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. No, can't do that. <laughs> okay, here we go. This wonder. is good. Can't I'm in that. off season, so I upped my carbs. Since then, I feel sleepy all day. What can I do? So, I I I find I get a lot of questions from people similar to this. Um, like, hey, you know, I'm pounding my food. I'm really, I feel like bloated. You know, it's hard for me to like, I have to lay down and like hold my stomach. Um, I'm like uncomfortable. I'm so full of food. And I think, man, I just sort of like put up with all that stuff for like 20 years. <laughs> I just thought it was normal. <laughs> I was like, deal. Uh, yeah, just like stuffing yourself, feeling bloated, gassy, like having a hard time sleeping because you just ate so much, um, you know. All those things, and and people sometimes write emails, and I'm like, I don't know if this is a is this a thing you fix, or do you just like learn to tolerate this? I don't know. I mean, I'm question. sure if you're I like that. if your carbs if your carbs are too high per meal, then you can get that like, uh, you know. So maybe he's overeating carbs, but I don't know. You know, depends on what type of carbs he's having. You know, maybe he's having too much sugar at his meals. I don't know. Maybe he should look at that type of stuff. But other than that, I just think like if you want to be huge, like you got to be uncomfortable a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I just worked in reverse. So when I realized my feet were going to hurt for a decade, I just made sure I always had like comfortable chairs right. everywhere I right. went. Right. And I was like, well, I'll just sit down all like so when i owned my stores if there was no one in the store that i needed to help i sat down you probably grew better for that too you know yes broke a lot of chairs though but anyways um fuck who knows you can't lean back in them chairs while they snap it's ridiculous Wow, dusty knows a lot about chairs yeah (laughs) yeah i learned i learned the hard way i've fallen out of lots of them it's terrible yeah yeah kind of wish i had recordings of that could make some money yes no i i agree with you a hundred percent on that because the only thing I would question is how drastically did he bump him? Because he said he added carbs, and I yeah. do find that that's one thing that a lot of people do when I see their stuff. They're like, "Well, I had to up my calories, so I upped him seven thousand, and I'm like, uh, more." Yeah, or he added like a half a liter of orange juice to every meal. Yeah, it's like super <laughs> drastic, and I was like, "Oh, I, I was thinking like add a hundred carbs." Totally. Right, right. As I'm tired every every time I pound this like half liter of orange juice, I get really tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. I mean, that's why it's funny, and I and I love the mentality because it's like, well, fuck it. If one is good, two is better. But it doesn't really yeah. work that way. <laughs> Some of the stuff that got a lot of guys into trouble also got a lot of guys really big. It's like you can't just, even argue that fact. It just kind of is. No, no, no. Okay. 
Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm going to take a brief moment to shout out our sponsors. I'll make it quick, but this stuff's super important because it's our sponsors that help to make this show possible. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. And if it wasn't for you shopping with our sponsors, we wouldn't be here either. You can support our programming by shopping with truenutrition.com. They're our title sponsor. They've supported us for a number of years. They have awesome health and performance supplements. You can ask Skip or Dusty or Scott Stevenson all about True Nutrition and they'll tell you how good of a company they are. Hardcore bodybuilders have trusted them for over 15 years now. Use our code THINK, you'll get some savings, you'll support our programming. If you're in Canada, you can shop with supplementsource.ca. They have highly discounted supplements, discounts on bulk orders, and free shipping over $99. Check them out. And finally, you can directly support our programming on Patreon. I'll have links below for Patreon and everything else. We're taking more questions over there, and I appreciate everybody who's already helping to directly support our programming through our Patreon. All right, guys, thanks for hanging with me. Let's get back to the show. Oh, got another one. Oh, this is right up what we were talking about earlier. What's the best way to get a good following on social media? I'm hoping to get sponsored one day. <sighs> um, Ron just got older before he delivered this next sentence. Yeah, I don't have. You could hear him so, age in that sound he made. Me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I used to try to have an answer for this because hmm. I thought I, I had to have an answer because I'm like, well, I work for Mutant and I work in the athlete relations department. So I, you know, I've taken these courses on social media and, you know, we've had this, you know, I know certain things and, you know, I should try to put together a coherent answer for this question to help somebody get sponsored. But I realize I'm not really, I don't really use much of the stuff that I've learned hmm. in my own social media. And I, I, I only want to do stuff that's super, super like, natural and organic for me and i hate mm. doing anything that seems any other way so i'm probably not the best guy to ask because to be honest to be really really successful on social media you have to like play the game like yeah you know the yeah. people that the people that do all the reels on instagram and they do the little dance and they make people laugh and they want to go viral like that's how they get a million followers like no one's gonna mm. watch me do fucking decades on my bike and I'm not going to get a million followers doing that and right. lifting weights and talking about how I used to be big. Um, that, you know, I'm just not going to get a million followers. So I just kind of don't try, but I want to give value and I want to be real and I want to always be natural and organic and honest because that's an extension of me. So I'm just, mm -hmm. I just try to be myself and I don't really know any other way to be on social media. So I'm probably not the guy to ask. That's my new answer. I like that, but you're pretty successful. I mean, also you lived a life, you do live a life that's worth following. I think that there's something to be said about that. Pro bodybuilder oh. owns a cool gym. Like, I think is, isn't there's an element to that. That in itself is probably not the answer. Like, you could live a really cool life worth following, but still not have a lot of followers. But you've got a lot of followers by my standards. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm very lucky. I mean, you know. It, just you know it's it's been great but i'm just saying like a lot of people are looking like for hundreds of thousands of followers yeah mm -hmm. you know they're looking for like millions of followers they're looking to like make income directly from their instagram like that sort of thing and i don't really mm -hmm. i don't really have the answer to that stuff um but i think that if you're natural and you're yourself then social media isn't like a stressful thing that you have to like 
because you know how it is if you live a fake life like let's say you have a second wife right you now Sounds you now strange. have to have a whole bunch of lies straight all the time right to keep both those lives going and that's how i feel some people are with their social like hmm. they can't be themselves on social now because there's someone else on social yeah like, so it's weird if they're suddenly themselves on social because they're that's not how anyone on who follows them even knows them they know them as this fake character and now so there's like this weird i don't know and it, it when i see it it's like weird to me right. but that's just my little take some people their social is completely constructed like me and dusty have talked a bunch of times about the followers thing you know you see someone has a million followers and then they have like 10 comments yeah yeah and you're like, well, this is all bullshit. Yeah, you know immediately. <laughs> you, you can you can tell very simply if you if you have enough of a following that those things jump out at you. Um, yeah, I agree. What about what about you, Scott? Because I feel like you have a great view also because you deal with not just yours but a lot of other people's socials and how they get. You know what though, Instagram not so much. Um, I don't know if you, if you consider YouTube a form of, of social media, then I guess, you know, it's a big investment of mine. Um, you here's one thing that I think like if you need to if you want to be successful, you need to keep delivering the thing that people subscribe to you for. So if we started like giving advice like I like guns and if I started like doing videos about guns, there might be a, there would be a percentage of people that like that stuff and they'd be like, hey, I'll watch that. But it would be putting energy into something that our audience didn't subscribe for. So that would right. be it wouldn't really benefit us. You know what I mean? So it's mm -hmm. like constantly right. trying to redefine why why do people connect with you and then delivering that. And sometimes it can get kind of boring. You know what I mean? It's like we could talk about progressive overload every single episode, but like we want to keep it fun, too. And right. we want to have fun with it. That's the other thing. I think that when we have fun with the podcasts, I think that the people that do connect with us enjoy them a lot more. Like if we were just doing it because we felt like we had to, it's not the same, you know, and people, right. even if they don't recognize that they, they somehow like they pick up on it and it, mm -hmm. it just doesn't translate as being as genuine. I think I, that I, John Meadows, he did. Here's what I love about John is that he did not compromise that he kept his morals and he built his, his, his brand uh, you know, like we all watched him, you know, cause we knew when he was just a guy on the boards before he right. was even pro and, you know, he shared stuff and he evolved that and what he did over the years, like he never compromised, like he never sold out to, you know, just try to get views. He, he always delivered the stuff that he was passionate about, but at the same time he was able to bend to deliver it in a way. Cause like he even told me before he was like, man, a lot of the stuff we do on YouTube is real basic. He's like, and right. I'm surprised that people are, they, they see our stuff and they're like, wow, you know, this was amazing. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this is a simple exercise, but you know, he, he knew like how to connect to people, even if it was like in a way he had to alter it a little bit to, to connect to them the way they could understand, I guess. Right. Yeah. That's um, gold. Two things. Uh, first, the, the thing that you said about how, you, you have to keep delivering what your audience subscribed for, which is exactly like we talked about this ourselves. Like, you know, we've all had discussions about how much of the show can we afford to wander? Cause you know, we do, we do have those shows where we hardly talk about bodybuilding and 
So we go about, you know, there's a certain amount of our audience that enjoy those episodes, but we also don't want to like overstep that separation from actual bodybuilding. Yeah. And I mean, I guess part of our show is that even when we talk about other shit, it's through the lens of a lifelong bodybuilder. Yeah. So there's always, there's always some flavor. Yeah. There's There's a little bit of like, you know, bodybuilding spice in all the stories. So um, I guess that's that that's helpful for what we're doing. If we were talking mm-hmm. about like other stuff for too long, you know, and then the thing that you said about John was I was just thinking about him the other day because I was going through my phone and I found some photos with him. And um, I was thinking about how since he's passed away, I have noticed that there's a lot of people who are doing textbook John Meadows stuff and don't realize that it's John Meadows. Like Mm -hmm. he had such an, there's so much of him in the pool. Yeah. Like, yeah, he he threw so many things into the, the soup of bodybuilding and he really did. And it, it's fucking everywhere. Like you could never get it out. Like I see people doing, you know, dumbbell Bulgarians, and it's just because their friend showed them to them. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm, oh, you're doing Meadows style Bulgarians. They're like, what? Like, they don't, yeah. they've never even heard the term, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah. And just, and just some of like the, you know, I've seen people doing a whole bunch of exercises that he does, and like the bands and the fucking, it's just, it goes on and on and on. It's you cool. Know? So it's, that's a yeah, legacy. It's something that it's, yeah, that's a legacy, you know? So yeah, it was noticed noticed scott your answer was flawless i'm glad you spoke because i don't have to say anything <laughs> i literally was listening i was like i didn't think of that that's better okay you've got more go. followers than i do i i should be listening to you no but yeah, yeah I think it's, the king. when you in when you uh put it in there i think the only thing that i would drive home is that i looked at social media the same way i look at uh competing i I wasn't really worried about the stage. I loved going to the gym. Oh, um, yeah. I built my social media just being me and bodybuilding and not thinking. I've probably lost in the last few months about 3,000 followers because I continue to be me even on things that people don't want to see me. Okay. Like you said, Ron, drifting away. I'm not afraid to say, you know, the world's becoming a bunch of pussies. And some people don't want to hear that. And that's right. okay, but you got to factor that in. If your big concern is your following, then you might not want to do that. But on, on the flip, I think I'm probably getting new followers for the same reason I'm losing old ones, you know? So I just prefer to be true to me and I don't really care about the number. Um, but if you do care, like Ron said, you gotta, you would have to go through the song and dance that I'm just not willing to do. Um, you know, I just say I have a value to some people and to some, I won't. Oh, well, that's good. So, my my thing about how I see your social media, Dusty, is I envy your incredible consistency. Um, and it reminds me of what Mike Rashid told me back in the early days when Mike Rashid was like had just blown up. And right. I just happened to like, you know, we used to see Mike all the time at all the shows, right? And we'd always yeah. spend time with him. And I went and ate with Mike a bunch of times and trained with Mike and everything. So um, Mike used to always tell me, cause I would always pick his brain a bit cause he was really blowing up. Like, remember him oh, and yeah. CT were like fucking boom. Right. Yeah. And, and 
Mike was like Instagramming everything he did. Like he would get up in the morning and like story everything, like brushing his teeth, fucking making breakfast. Like there was stories all day long. And I remember him saying, just do content. Don't think right. about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't edit it. Don't give a shit. Don't redo it 20 times. Don't stress about it. Just fucking post it. That's right. what he used to tell me. And that's how he blew up was he just posted the fuck out of everything. Right. And, you know, and the people that thought, and then also he happened to be like making good money and becoming successful. So there was a lot to see. Right. So he was like right. posting as he was going up the fucking ladder. <laughs> so it was like a lot of people just wanted to watch it. Like, yeah. you know, so, so he, he, that's how he did it. He said, just fucking post, post your brains out, post every day, yeah. post every story. Just, and then he just did it that way. Just bulk volume yeah. dusty he volumed the fuck out of it i think that's great though because it's funny but i've had this you know um rob bailey every year he'll put up kind of the the throwback to when they first started and they were sleeping in the warehouse um yeah and i love that story because it's true and i know they did that but what i would love to see is someone that shares that story while it's happening because I think that right. it's in hindsight, it always looks good. Because like, yeah, but look where you are now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's afraid to share the story in the beginning because you look like a loser. Like you should just go get a real job. People will judge yeah. you. They'll tell you all this. Yeah. You know, same thing. Like Andy Fasala, you know, had people telling him he was a moron for what he was doing. And I don't want to know how many hundreds of millions of dollars ago that was. Um, but I would love for someone to have the guts to chase something and go for it and just share your life during the process because that's it's kind of funny but we're all afraid of being judged it's easy in hindsight to go well this is where i started and i'm not judging them like i still love the story don't get me wrong but i would love for now that the social media is here like don't wait till you make it to share because there's a lot to be learned along the way that you could share with people and there's a lot of people that are in that same spot that i think would really identify with it because there are not many Andes and Robs out there, A, that will ever exist, but definitely that exists right now. So you're admiring, but is it, you know what I'm saying? You don't really mm-hmm. share what you're going through now is what they went through 12 years ago. I'd love to see somebody that grinds it out publicly and puts it out there like, yep, I'm living here because I have to, but it's because I'm chasing this dream or whatever. And of course they're going to get hate, but who cares? Like, if there's one thing I can say after, you know, nearly dying is I really don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about how I'm living my life. If I'm doing yeah. what I want to do and I'm not hurting anybody, if I'm a loser, cool, because I seem to be okay with it at the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah. think there's a big fear of the judgment from other people that you don't even give a shit about. But for some reason, you're afraid of what they think. I think Tommy's he's pretty good at that. He's great at it. And I'm actually, I've been encouraging him to be that person yeah because good. i wish in hindsight um so when tommy and i and for those of you who don't know it's my old training partner uh he was living in the back of a gym and if, i wish i would have had this vision back then and we talked and he decided to move to arizona and he literally got in his car and headed and i remember he was almost he was partially on like on the way and i said where are you staying he's like i don't know yet like he didn't even know where he was going other than the city. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He ended up in an extended stay for three months, um, built up from there. 
and now where he's at, which I won't say, but I love watching him because people think it's less than it is. Yeah. Because I know where he is, and I'm like, it's so impressive. But I'm like, I know how much further he's going to go. So I'm like, start telling it now. We yeah. still have the story from two years ago that when you were living in an extended stay and what you've done in that time period, but there's still a lot of room to grow. And I think even mm-hmm. that would be super impressive because I know a lot of people when he was coming out and doing what he's doing, I guarantee you a lot of his friends and friends, I hate that word, um, were judging him and talking about how he was a loser for the decisions he was making. Um, and I just remember knowing that he was going to fucking light it on fire because I'm like, this kid only sees success as an option. Um, and actually, when we did the show, uh, there were some guys talking shit on that episode on our uh, YouTube, Scott. I don't know if you saw yep. it. Yep. Yeah, that's and what it, I was thinking. It, yeah. it was so funny. It made me laugh so hard because I'm like, you know, and I don't mean to out Tommy here. So sorry for this one, Tommy. But like, I'm laughing because I'm like. I don't know who you are, but I'm pretty sure your tax bracket isn't the same. So, (laughs) you know, judge away, kiddo. I love that, you know, but it's like, I would love to see guys do that. And don't be afraid to do it if you're well below that, because there are things in life that I've chased. Um, I was going to be a professional hockey player. That was the plan. It was absolutely going to happen. Um, And injuries, fate, whatever you want to call it, it did not happen. I have zero regret from that time period none mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. i when i was done when i realized like truly in the moment i knew i was done i was like oh this isn't gonna work i had an injury got the surgery came back i knew i was never gonna be the same i literally went oh but it, there was no i wouldn't i never had to look back because i went for it 150 percent. so i just came up short and it was over I feel like people mm-hmm. who have regrets or are looking back are people who didn't fucking go for it. They didn't try. So they didn't yeah. fail. They just didn't fucking go for it, you know? You know, so I don't know. I, th- I think that people should go for it and shouldn't be afraid to go for it publicly. And who cares? You know? It's that uh, I, I actually remembered something the other day. Someone, I can't remember, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about having nothing, like starting from nothing or a point in their life where they had nothing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's funny because I actually remember a moment I got, I was in Australia and I got off a bus in Sydney. Right. And I didn't know anybody there. I was just stopping in Sydney to have a look. And I remember I went to a backpackers and I got off the bus and there was a backpackers like two blocks away. It was the one that everyone goes to. So I went down there, I got a room. I can't remember what it was like 20 bucks a night. And I remember I paid the guy with like my last cash. Hmm. Right. And I knew that once I got to the Gold Coast, I would have a job again. And that was like going to be three days. Like in about three days, I was going to have a job. Mm-hmm. And so I, I took like the last money out of my wallet and I like paid for my room and I had zero money and I had zero money in my bank account. I had an Australian bank account with zero dollars in it because I'd used it all. And I had no money, but I had a visa card. And I remember I went across the street and got like a bowl of teriyaki beef and rice on my visa. And I ate and I was like, I literally have nothing. I have a gym bag with a fucking George Foreman grill and a blender. And I'm living at a backpackers and I'm unemployed. (laughs) 
And I, I love that you had that a blender moment. and a grill with you. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> the truest bodybuilder yeah. on this on the show watching the show anything is wrong. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't even a George Foreman. It was like a fucking generic, but it was like a copy of a George Foreman. So, a- anyways, um, but I remember I thought I have nothing. Like I don't have, I don't own anything. I have zero dollars, zero dollars. Mm-hmm. Actually, negative now you put them on your visa. Yeah, and I have a visa card. <laughs> yeah, and my parents were not going to pay my visa. I remember like sending money home a few times to like because I'd use my visa a few times, and I'd like send my mom like two hundred bucks. Here's two hundred bucks for my visa. Right. So I had nothing, and uh, and yeah, it was just I remember thinking like, okay, I gotta like get up, get up north, and start working again. You know, <laughs> you probably get on this. Yeah. But, but those stories in hindsight are are. Always amazing. I, I, I know, Ron, you saw that when, when Rob put that post up. But hindsight, those are some of the best times of your life. Um, oh, yeah. Because they drive something different. Um, and that's why I, I want to see more people have the guts to do that. Because in your worst times is typically where you find out who you are and your best ideas, your best problem solving comes into play when you're fucked. So, and, and I think I know that everyone on this podcast speaking has been there so it's kind of uh exciting time but it's definitely better to look back at once you're past it it's a little mm-hmm. it's a little better story once you're gone <laughs> yeah like imagine how many viewers or how many followers i could have if i had stories from back then yeah <laughs> you could have been you someone know? wrong damn it. could have been someone but i just there i just was minding my own business eating my food not eating your financed uh lunch yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> My borrowed, my borrowed Edo. Two more months, and yes. this fucking rice bowl is mine. Uh, yes. <laughs> Plus interest. Okay. Let's see here. Ba-ba-ba. Oh, here we go. Basic, but like it. In your opinion, what's the lowest body fat should be while still allowing for muscle growth? Yeah. Um, again, it's relative to your genetic set point. Jackpot. But I would say like... You know, 10 to 12% is a very nice, like, you're, like, staying pretty, you know, you you probably look pretty good. Um, I think if you're less than 8%, you're probably, most guys probably not eating enough. <laughs> right. You know, there's the odd guy that just stays leaner than that no matter what. You can feed him fucking crazy amounts of food. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would say, like, you know, if you're, if you're trying to stay leaner than 8%, you're probably not eating optimal growth food i don't know do you know what i mean like if you're consciously thinking like oh i'm not gonna have carbs with this meal because i want to stay like eight percent and you're probably like probably not you know maximizing your ability to put on muscle mass agreed around there scott yeah i i I think ron's nailed it pretty much and you know what too it probably depends person to person like the guy who, like you said, Ron, there's going to be those guys that are super lean. There's going to be the guys that if they take a week to go on a vacation, uh, they're going to come back 10 pounds lighter. And there's going to be the guys that come back 10 pounds heavier, you know, and who are you? Which one are you? Some people, you know, I think it all comes down to like some of your genetics for for getting lean and getting fat too. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's the, the factor. I mean, when I read a question like this, my assumption is it's someone who doesn't naturally stay lean. Oh, because yeah. you, we all know when we've worked with someone like 
we're shoveling everything we can down them and they're just they're just lean it's so so they're growing at the best rate they can um maybe not the answer that you're looking for but to me i always look at every goal as what's the long-term goal and then i do what has to be done to achieve that i don't want to slow down the pace it takes me to reach that goal because i have short-term in my opinion distractions of wanting to have abs or look good on the beach yeah um you know so again that's person to person if those things are very important to you that's fine but if the long-term goal truly is the size then I just throw that shit out the window and say, what needs to be done to be as big as possible, as fast as possible. Okay. I've got one Shoot. that I forgot from last show. Cause I took a screenshot looking back on the last 20 years, which bodybuilder do you think deserves a lot more credit for how good they were? So 20 years would be 2001, <clears throat> 2002, 2002 would be 20 years. Damn more credit who's on the top of your head ron well the funny one that jumps out to me i just the first thing that comes into my mind is is phil heath (laughs) (laughs) i understand what you mean even though that answer is throwing some people off immediately like phil heath just gets better and better and crazier and more fucking amazing to me every year that goes by right what the fuck? Well, that's I, I just can't I can't help myself. I I look back now at 2012, 13, 14 Phil Heath and yeah. I just think Jesus Christ. Like like fuck. You know, I think hindsight is interesting with Phil because if you would have asked me during his reign, put in order the best Mr. Olympias of all time or the best bodybuilders, even some of the guys that didn't yeah. get there, I would have landed him like seventh, eighth of all bodybuilders. Cause I'm like, I would have put him behind flex Wheeler somehow. Um, and now I look back and if you say the best Mr. Olympias of all time, I'd say Ronnie. And then I'd say Phil. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can see like that. I would put him in second behind Ronnie and that's it. Like I wouldn't even question it. And, and, and there were, the Ronnie there were thing a couple is a toss <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there were there were some versions of Ronnie that don't beat versions of Phil. True. So for sure. Phil and Ronnie, Phil and Ronnie go like this in my head now, which is mm-hmm. mind-boggling. Right. Yeah, I think the only time because you're right, when you especially considering the number of wins they had, um I think the only the only thing that maybe gives Ronnie the edge in people's mind is who he was beating. And the fact that he brought something that we had never seen. Um, yeah. And then finally, my personal opinion is, although I agree with what you said, Ronnie at his absolute best, in my opinion, does beat Phil at his absolute best. Um, yes. But, yeah. But that's, that's the, that's still but I think the that's kicker. the only person that you could say that to because you drop yes. great Phil on the stage now. That's why we all are having the hindsight now. Because if you take those top J those guys in that era and drop them on this year's Olympia stage, everyone goes back three or four places because those guys are one, two, three. <laughs> like, without question to me. Yep. Yep. So Phil. so who's your vote, Scott? Man, I, I feel like it's going to be top, or hard to top 
Phil Heath, you know, like <laughs> it's too good of it's too good of a, a great answer of an but, argument but I, for sure. I have one anyway, so I want to hear yours. Man, I'm gonna just you know what you know who I really liked in in this isn't like the number one guy that was overlooked, but I feel like and I for some reason I was just thinking about him either this morning or last night. You guys remember uh, Silvio Samuel? Oh yeah, I feel yeah, like he looked really good. He had as much muscle as you could possibly pack on his frame. Uh, and I feel like he never quite got, he never, he never placed as high as I feel like he could have. I don't know why. I don't know why right. he, he was, he was good though. And I, I remember too, it got me thinking, and this is kind of off subject. He tried to do a comeback. I remember he went to prison for a while. He mm-hmm. came back and then he started doing a comeback, but then I never heard anything. I guess he, I guess he stopped. COVID. Is that what it was? He got COVID? I mean, a lot of stuff kind of went off the table. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, Just kind of a random guy I was thinking about. But I I used to like him a lot, and I feel like he never never really hit it as hard as I think he could have. Those are the 202 days, too. Didn't he do the 202 when it first started? I think he did. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I think he did. Yeah. I was going to say, and and some of this is his own doing because of uh, life, but I think – a lot of guys now that wouldn't know this, but I think Victor Martinez was unbelievable. Mm. Like he's one of those guys, like I put up there with like Kevin Lavroni, where if somebody said, if you could look like any pro, who would it be? It'd be those two. Like I just thought his physique at its best was perfection. Yeah. Yeah. He could have been Mr. Olympia. That's for sure. Should have been. 2007. 2007. <laughs> 2007 was a year, man. He, he won the Arnold classic. So, I mean, I'm really happy that he's got that Arnold victory. He was unbelievable. And he, was, he went through a lot. Yeah. His career. Yeah. He had a tough fucking career, man. Um, but, I mean, Jesus Christ, the guy must love to train because he just kept coming back. He yep. just kept coming back. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of Vic. I got to watch him pump up at the Arnold 2020, the year that nobody was there. And I got to go side stage where all the guys are hanging out and everything. And I got to take like a bunch of pics of, of him on my phone and stuff, just like literally standing, you know, three feet away. And I mean, obviously he's past his, his peak at that point, but it, it was still really cool to be, you know, oh, that yeah. close to him. It's just such a great bodybuilder. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Big fan. You got one more dusty. I got a hundred more. All right. Um, which is more optimal, train fasted with full mental focus or in the evening with meals, but mentally less uh, focused? It's a tough choice. Damn. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I, I would find it very difficult to train fasted every morning. I just don't really like early mornings. Um, I'm kind of a night person. I come alive. I'm a bit of a vampire. So I would, uh, and the mental focus thing, I I would just maybe try putting more effort into being focused. Like I know you've just come off work or whatever you're doing at at night, you know, you just finished your job or whatever. Um, but maybe there's a little routine you can do to make those workouts better. Maybe you can just take 10 minutes to like play some music and like, you know, lay back and just nap and play some tunes. DMA. yeah. What, what, sorry. What, what's that? One three DMA. That, that. Oh yeah. One three DMA. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know. Blast a rail off the dash. Yeah. 
You know, really get yourself fucking zoned in. You know, just fucking. Who cares about sleep? Fucking, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and you can go. To, you'll be, you'll be asleep by one, two in the morning, probably. Get, no problem. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Um. So yeah, that's my advice. <laughs> I think you nail it, man. You know the the. It, it, but he, I think he said that he feels more focused in the morning, but yeah, he's got to train fasted. What about getting a shake in before you train just to get some food in your system? You know, if he yeah, feels good in training in the morning, I think, too, we get conditioned. So, like, Ron, you don't like training in the morning. But if that was your only opportunity to train, you do it. And, you know, you would have a system that you would come up with and you would probably get good at it after a while. That's yeah. what he's used to, maybe. And like you said, man, because I used to work a really hard job and I would set it up so like my leg days were on Saturdays, which was going to be an easy day at work. So, you know, I could make sure you get a lot of fluid because you lose fluid through the day. And if you go into the gym, you know, dehydrated, you're screwed. Um, but if he likes training in the morning, even if he has, and I work with either two or three three people that do that, that they train fast it or they train first thing in the morning. And like one guy was like, Hey, how about we just get in a shake, you know? Mm -hmm. So he's getting some protein in and then he does an intra workout carb. So it's not maybe ideal, but Hey, you know, it's better than nothing. I, I had a guy who had a system cause he had to train at like five in the morning. So he had to be at the gym when it opened at 5. AM. Yeah. So he would go to bed at like eight o'clock at night. Right. He would right. eat like steak and rice, go to bed at eight and try to get some sleep. And then everyone, he just, his natural, his natural thing was to wake up and take a piss at like two 30. Right. So he would pound like a 75 carb, 50 protein shake. Right. And, and, and then go back to sleep and sleep mm -hmm. for like two hours. And then he'd wake up and go straight to the gym with like a bottle of water and like drinking aminos and stuff. So he wasn't quite fasted because he'd had like 500 calories within a few hours. So right. he always had great morning workouts because he never felt like he was actually fasted. Right. So agreed. Agreed 100%. My, my big thing is just what do you like and fuck the rules. Um, I really do think there that there's that's the real answer said for that. Yeah. You know, if you feel good in the morning, then go. That's if you have the luxury of choosing to, that's great. Cause I think that's where a lot of people don't understand is other people that don't really have the luxury and they're still asking, when's the best time to train? I'm like, well, when can you? Yeah. Okay. That'll yeah. work. That time will work. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, cause I've trained it, I've trained at four in the morning and I've trained at 10 PM and I've trained every time pretty much in between those two times were neither were by choice. Um, and both worked. So, you know, as long as your gym's open, you're good to go. What's the perfect time of day to train now for both of you guys? 11. 11? Yeah, two meals, and I'm good to go. It's it's actually two meals and one nap. Nice. Good to go. I I have two two training times, depending on, like, during the week, we train at 4.30. Mm -hmm. That's right. I've been there. Off work, and it's, like, you know, pretty hopping. And then on weekends, we train at noon. Yep. So those are kind of my two favorite times to train. So I get to do both of them. Um, there's for the past week, I've been, you know, like we haven't been training together um, because of, you know, Christmas and all that stuff. Um, so I find myself training like, you know, about one in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. I just go in there by myself and have a quick blast. You know what I mean? So it's been all right. It's been a nice little change up. 
Yeah, I base mine partially on how I feel and partially on the level of people in the gym. Mm. I find that uh, yeah. people are at work. That's nice. Yeah. Is when I like to train. You know, there's enough people in there that there's good energy, but um, <clears throat> it's not slammed. Like as a as as someone who owns a gym, I love to see what a five o'clock crowd looks like, but I ain't trying to train with them. Right. <laughs> Glad you guys are here. I'm gonna wait so, some more. <laughs> Dusty. <laughs> yes. Dusty, we started. We finished Yellowstone. Ah. How'd you do? So that season wasn't as eventful, but Agreed. that ending, that last episode was pretty solid. Yeah, they, 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 I was stunned that they were able to close it in because the whole time I was thinking, you got one day left. How are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> and you haven't done Man. shit for the previous episodes. So what are we doing? But they did. Beth fucking, Beth fucking got him. She cornered him, didn't she? I love Beth. She's such oh, a damn. good person. So there were a few points in the season where I was like, okay, the, Beth's character is starting to go, go like jump the shark now. Like no right. one would actually behave like this and no one's family would actually tolerate anyone this poisonous to be in their presence. Right. But then she kind of like turned out all right. Right. <laughs> and, and we started the new Dexter. Oh, ah, welcome. Yeah. And I, watched, two I watched the last in. one last night. Is it, okay. is it the last, last one? Because uh, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for that because I want to see like start watching when the season's over. No, the season's over. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. they posted the whole thing. The whole oh, thing's okay. Out. Season's over. Yeah, it ended last night, and I actually had to watch it last night because it was not optional to wait. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was necessity so to know what was happening. All right, I'm getting showtime. We're, we're, yeah, we're two episodes in, and uh, we watch it on Crave, and nice. uh, yeah, it's good. I recommend it's it's. Pretty rewarding to just see Dexter right <laughs> back in action, you know. <laughs> I love like word, how, rewarding. <laughs> I like how, like, in his brain, his dad has been has been replaced with his sister. Ah, yeah. Okay. Huh. You know, like yeah. his dad doesn't show up and talk to him anymore. Well, as far as I know, and it's just his yeah. sister now showing up and talking to him. So, like, he's fucking crazy, but he's so lovable. I love him. Yeah, I just he's your he's your friendly neighbor serial killer. He he, he doesn't want to kill good people, yeah, no. which makes it which it somehow makes it in your head okay. So you guys will love this. I tried to get my mom into it, right? yeah, and she couldn't get past. But he's a serial killer. I'm like, but it's only bad people. She's like, yeah. you can't kill everyone. It's the guy. <laughs> he's, he's he's only killing. The people no one cares about. He's killing the guy who doesn't go through the green arrow. Yeah, he's killing. God damn he's it! Killing the, you know, he's killing the guy who's paying for stuff with change. Like, it's the why do you still have need. a checkbook, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, see, I you agree know. with that. I had that at the store the other day, Ron, for real. Go, yeah. Waiting in line, and then this is my favorite part. So you sit there and wait for them to be completely done. And then when you get the total, that's when you reach for your checkbook to begin oh, the entire on. process of writing this out. And I'm thinking in my head, oh, we don't do those anymore. They, they're going to say no. Yeah. I didn't even know they're they fucking had those. Yeah. Right at the grocery store, she wrote the whole thing out. I waited. I'm like, why do I always pick this fucking line? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I almost paid for it. Like, if she had less stuff, I'd have been like, I got you. You got to get the fuck out of here with that checkbook. 
Got to use the tap. Two bucks. Totally worth it. Yeah, exactly. My phone is there's, everything. Like, yeah. There's <laughs> some places now. There's some places now around here that accept Dogecoin, and uh, that's awesome. They have a little like crypto thing. If you wanted to send some money to the wallet, you can send them some Doge and pay for your stuff. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. See, we're on both ends of the spectrum. He's got Dogecoin, and I got fucking checkbooks. Yeah. <laughs> I told yeah, yeah. you I was out in the sticks. <laughs> that's, that's where we're at. That's where we're at, Dusty. Okay. Gold. Well, is that it for today's episode, gentlemen? I think we did a pretty solid one. Short but sweet. Yeah. Well, I do have to do some serious business calls today. You know? Fighting the good fight. There you go. Do what All you gotta do. Stuff. Get your country in order, yes. would you? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I gotta, like call some people. Tell them how to run shit. <laughs> oh, it's you, Ron. We got you. Tap him through. And uh, shout out. Shout out to you know who. Of course. Okay. Shout out to Ryan. Ryan always Flex. Metro Flex versus everybody. So we've got to love that guy. Love the gym. I can't wait till I can come back to the States without all the hassles. And um, yeah, we'll talk soon, man. Remember, everybody, like, share, subscribe, comment. Ring the bell. And you're, how many, where do people go to buy your merch? Oh, now, now I've dropped it just to fucking emailing me until I get the other option going. So just okay, uh, just email, email. Uh, handshawmerch at gmail.com. Yes. And that actually I had to create, Ron, because I just threw up my email not knowing I was going to get 70 emails in 30 minutes. And I was like, oh, fuck. And that's the nice. same email where all my clients go. That was a train wreck. Yeah. That was, no, no, you that was a large mistake right there. I was like. I thought like four people. I thought my mom would order one, maybe Ron, and that's more or less it, you know? <laughs> okay, okay. I will well, put that in the show to... notes, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do it. I'll talk to you guys soon. Remember, everybody, it's just bodybuilding.